On this week's episode of A Drier Dose of Disney, Jared shares with us the festival of the holidays at Epcot. Welcome to this week's episode of A Dryer Dose of Disney. I'm your host, Jared Dreyer, and today we are on episode number four of four, where we are wrapping up our series on the Epcot festivals that happen throughout the year. And they've got four great festivals that happen each and every year. And today we are going to be talking about the Festival of the Holidays. And this is obviously during the Christmas season. It actually starts at the end of November, right around Thanksgiving time, and runs through the end of the year. This is actually one of their shortest festivals of the year, right up there with the Fine Arts Festival. But before we dive into things, a couple quick uh, housekeeping items. Number one, wherever you're listening to us, if it's in podcast format or if you're on YouTube, go ahead and click that pause button and find the subscribe button and subscribe to us so that way you get this great Disney and Universal content delivered into your inbox each and every single week with the best tips and tricks that are out there. And if there are any tips or tricks that are saving you money, or heck, now that we've almost got 60 episodes out there, if you've listened to all of our episodes, we would ask that you subscribe to us over at Patreon to help support this podcast and to keep it going. Just $5 a month goes a long ways for this podcast, and we've got lots of extra bonuses for you out there on Patreon. You can find Patreon down in our links below, So go check that out for a direct link over on how to support the show. But with that, like I said, there are four festivals that happen throughout the year. At the beginning of the year, you have the Fine Arts Festival that starts in the middle of January, goes through the end of February, followed by the Flower and Garden Festival, which starts in March and goes through the end of June. And then Fourth of July usually kicks off the Food and Wine Festival, which is the longest and the most popular festival all year. And that goes into November. And then they switch over to the Festival of the Holidays uh, right at the end of the year. And these festivals are a great time to go to Epcot. They completely change everything about the park, much like if you go to Disneyland or Disney World during the Halloween time or the holiday time, you know that they put Christmas trees up or they decorate with pumpkins everywhere. And at Epcot, it's no different with these four different festivals. So it is a lot of fun, and it's definitely worth going at least once in your life to each one of these festivals because they totally change the park and do all kinds of new different things there. Now, with that, between the festivals, I do want to warn you, there is about a 7 to 10-day window where they are switching over from one festival to the other, and Epcot is still Epcot, but it's just not as much fun because you're missing all the extra booths and all the extra interactions that you can have throughout the park. So I would encourage you to definitely look ahead at when you're planning on going to Epcot. And if you overlap one of those dead spots at all, plan your day at Epcot when the festival actually kicks off or when it's winding down. uh, So that way you get a chance to see that before you get into the little dead zone there. The longest dead zone is about two weeks at the very beginning of the year uh, in January before the Fine Arts Festival kicks off. So do keep that in mind. Uh, You do want to try to land on one of the festivals. Knowing that you're going to go during one of the festivals and they're all popular, a lot of people ask, what are the crowd levels like? And with the crowd levels during the festivals, they're just the same as they are throughout the year. And if you think about it, there's a festival running pretty much 45, 46 weeks of the year anyways. So it's going to be the same crowd levels that you would see all year round. Now, the first week of the festival, whenever it kicks off, is going to be a little bit busier because you're going to have a lot of bloggers and vloggers out there taking pictures of the food and all the cool stuff that they're doing. So they can put that online. 
then towards the end of the festival, you're going to start seeing more locals come to the festival, uh, trying to get it in before it goes away. So right at the very end, it's also going to be a little bit busier, but right through the middle of the festivals, you're usually pretty good. And in fact, we just went to the art festival earlier this year and we had a great time and it was one of the lowest crowd levels we've seen at Epcot. So it was awesome to go and see all the great pieces of art. It's one of our favorite festivals and the crowd levels were not bad at all. Now, a couple things that are consistent throughout every single festival is you have the ability to get what's called a passport. And these passports are small little booklets you can get when you come into Epcot that highlight all the different booths and foods that you'll see throughout the lands as you go through the park that day. Now, with it, they usually have some sort of theme. So since we're talking about the festival of the holidays, the one I'm going to talk about is from last year, is they had cakes from around the world. And you could go try different types of cake from all the different places. And you're going to get stickers or stamps in your passport uh, to fill that out, just like you would if you were traveling internationally. So that's a really cool thing to do. A lot of people like to do the passport and like to get that all filled out wherever they're going. So that way uh, they have a good memento and they know that they've covered all the items that are recommended at that festival in particular. Second, for especially kids, they do have scavenger hunts that are available. Uh, You can uh, do those for $10 a piece. And if you find all the items on the scavenger hunt, you are rewarded with a prize at the end of the day, and that's really cool as well. So if scavenger hunts are the kind of thing that you like, I would encourage you to go check those out as well. And again, those are both available through all four festivals all year round. Uh, So you definitely have the, the opportunity to do it whenever you go, unless you hit one of those dead spots between the two festivals. In addition to that, what I like to talk about, and we've said this on the other episodes as well, is that all of the festivals are really playing on your senses. So in particular, when you think about the four festivals throughout the the year, you've got the Fine Art Festival, which is very visual. And though it still has all the food and drinks, and it definitely appeals to those other senses as well, visual is the primary one. And then it's followed by the Flower and Garden Festival, which smell is going to be the primary one there, but it still has all the cool foods. And then obviously food and wine is going to your taste. And then the Festival of the Holidays that we're talking about today goes towards the sound. Now, they still have great food and treats throughout the park, and we're going to talk about those here in just a few moments. But the reason I want to talk about sound is they have storytelling that's going to be happening throughout the different lands in the World Showcase. So you're definitely going to want to check those out. In addition to that, uh, they've got obviously the holiday music playing, uh, but probably the really coolest thing that they've got is they've got the candlelight processional that happens every single night. And this is the biblical story of Christ and and Christmas. The candlelight processional is at the American Gardens Theater, which is back in the 1776 Colonial America area in the World Showcase in the back of the park. Uh, But they have that each and every night. It features a huge orchestra and choir, and they sing and they do all kinds of fun stuff. And it's definitely worth checking out. And then throughout the park, they also have carolers. They have different music from different regions of the world. So again, this one's definitely playing to the sound more than any of the other festivals are. I think that's really cool. And Epcot is all about science and technology. So I love that they did this with their festivals and I encourage them to keep going with this theme. But I wanted you to be aware of that. So that way you can appreciate it even more when you get a chance to be on site and go see it. Now, with this one, the Festival of the Holidays has more entertainment than any of the other three festivals. And obviously, food and wine has the most food. That makes sense. The art festival has tons of art. That's really cool. And then the Flower and Garden Festival has all the topiaries. But at Festival of the Holidays, they have the most entertainment. So like I was saying, whether it's carol singers 
storytellers, the candlelight processional, or one of these other elements throughout the park, it is busy all day long. So I definitely encourage you to get the passport, flip through it, take a look at what showtimes are happening throughout the day, or on the My Disney Experience app, you're going to be able to find it there as well. But there is a ton of entertainment that is going on and happening during the festival of the holidays at Epcot every single year. Um, so it's really cool in that way. And then, like we said, the storytellers are in each land. So you want to go seek them out. They're not always right out there on the main roadway. You may have to go around and find them in the back of a store somewhere, or you may find them in a different area within that land itself, uh, hidden and tucked away somewhere. But it's really cool to hear the stories from that culture and from that land. So I definitely want you to uh, go find those. And then they always sing songs with it as well. So that's always a great time. And it's always a lot of fun. And it makes the holidays even more special going to Epcot uh, during this time of the year. And then obviously the food and drink stands are up all over the park. That's our favorite part of going to Epcot is to try the different foods and drinks. But do know that during the holiday festival, it's going to be more sweet than savory. Now, that doesn't mean that they're not going to have some savory options because they sure will have some savory options. Uh, but there are a lot of sweets. So like I said, last year's Passport, uh, they wanted you to go around and try all the different cakes. Uh, they've got dozens of different types of cookies. All the drinks, for the most part, are very sweet drinks. Uh, so you're definitely going to get your sugar fill when you go to Epcot during the holiday festival. And uh, it's, again, it's a lot of fun, a lot of great uh, different cultures and a lot of great different treats. So I definitely recommend you try them all. In fact, what we like to do is we like to share as we go through the park. Uh, there's no way you can go through Epcot and eat all that food yourself. You would simply explode. So what we like to do is we like to stop in each land. We like to check out the different seasonal items or for the festival. And then we pick something that we want. And it comes in the little paper cup type thing. And you're going to have about four or five bites in there. And we will share it between our family. Or if we have friends, they will share it with us as well. And we all get a chance to taste that particular item. And if we go to a stand and we maybe see a couple things, maybe we get one item and our friends get the other and then we swap and we get a chance to try everything throughout the park. And that is a great way to try different cuisine throughout the world and try things you've never tried before. Uh, on my other episodes, I've talked about the wild boar or the duck that we had on our last trip. And, and those were just the most familiar for me. So that's why I keep using those examples just because they were so recent. Uh, but we absolutely love the different foods. Now, that doesn't mean that you occasionally won't find something that maybe you don't love as much, and that's okay, um, but try it, and then maybe somebody in your party does, and then they can finish it. Uh, we like to do that, especially with the alcoholic beverages, is we will get one, and everyone will take their little sip and try it. And then, of course, there's ones that I don't enjoy, or there's ones that my wife doesn't love, and then maybe our friends do. And whoever loves it, then usually after everyone's taken their sip, it's about halfway gone anyways, and now they get the chance to finish that off and enjoy it through the rest of their walk as we go to the next country over there. And that's a great way to get an opportunity to try different drinks and alcohol throughout the world. And then when we do that, again, last time we went with 11 people, there were six adults. We each had the equivalent of maybe two drinks as we made our whole way through the World Showcase. And we had a great time trying all kinds of different things that are out there. So lots of food and drink. I encourage you stop at every stand and at least look it over. And if you don't want to try it, then don't. But if you find something that sounds interesting or sounds unique, it's definitely worth it because it's not super expensive. And again, you're only going to be eating a couple bites as you share it with the rest of your group and you get a chance to try something new, which is awesome. In the American Adventure, this is important to point out. So in Colonial America, back at the back of the park, during the holiday festival, you get multiple appearances every day by Santa. 
And that is a big deal. I know for a lot of kids to get that opportunity to talk to Santa and to tell Santa exactly what they want that year in their stocking and for Christmas. And so this is a great opportunity maybe to kill two birds with one stone. If you are already in Orlando for the holiday season, go to Epcot. You get a chance to meet up with Santa. Your kids can tell Santa exactly what they want instead of having to write a letter. And you accomplish that on your trip. So that made it real easy. And you don't have to schedule something else uh, to go be with Santa. And then, of course, anytime you're out there with Santa or the other areas, uh, they always have the Disney photographers everywhere. And you can probably get a really good photo or keepsake from that experience there. And even if they don't, you can take it with your camera. They're all so high def anyways today anymore that we found that some of the pictures we take with our camera are just as good as the ones that the professional photographers take there as well. So I definitely encourage you to go try that out and to go meet with Santa in the American Colonial Venture in the back of the park there as well. And then again, I said it a few minutes ago, we talked about uh, the Epcot Candlelight Processional that happens at the American Gardens Theater every single night. That is one that you don't want to miss. So as you make your way through the park throughout the day, uh, definitely check it out on the My Disney Experience app to find out when that Candlelight Processional is and go enjoy yourself with your family at that. It's amazing. It is definitely worth the wait. So uh, make sure that you guys are back there for that uh, towards the end of the day. Now, with all those tips and tricks for the holiday festival at Epcot, that brings me now to our I can do this all day tip of the day today. Our tip of the day is that it gets very busy at the parks, very close to Christmas. Uh, Of course, a lot of kids are out of school during the holiday season, especially around December 24th, 25th. Those days in the park are at capacity without a doubt. Uh, They are going to be jam-packed and people are going to be staying all day, every day at the park just because it's the holiday and they want to make sure that they're there for all the festivities. Uh, So do know that right at the end of the year, that December 20th through the new year is going to be your busiest time of the year. So if you want to go to the festival, the holidays, and you're looking for the best time to go, I'm going to tell you it's going to usually be the week after Thanksgiving or the first week or two of December. Uh, You've got about a two to three week period there where the crowd levels are much, much lower. And of course, you still have people traveling for Thanksgiving. uh, But once schools are back in session, it's in the home stretch to getting towards the end of the semester and the end of the year. So not a lot of kids like to miss uh, the school the first couple of weeks of December in there. So if you're able to travel, then that is going to be the best time. And you're going to see the lowest crowd levels right before uh, the big December holidays start kicking off. So again, our tip of the day is if you want the lowest crowds, You want to go starting the week after Thanksgiving and into the first couple weeks of December. With that, we hope you have a very magical week as you're planning your next Disney or Universal vacation. Uh, We look forward to talking to you guys on our next episode, and we will talk to you next week. Bye-bye.